0: 1 Timothy 5, Bible says in verse 17, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Woo, look at that. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine, of utmost importance that is. Then the Bible says, For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn and the laborer is worthy of his reward against an elder receive not an accusation but before two or three witnesses them that sin rebuke before all that others also may fear and we are talking about you know this by now uh, leadership within a local church and from the onset we'll say that it's not It's not the local church member's responsibility to correct or rebuke the mayor or the governor or uh, civil officials, okay? This is talking about how Christ would have his church be governed. And that's what we want to be able to understand. Our job isn't as a church to try to govern the world. It's how to govern ourselves. And in verse number 17, the first word, let. That very simply means give them an allowance. Allow them. Let them lead. Let the elders that rule well, they're not going to be able to rule If you don't give them an allowance to rule (laughs) now they need to do it well but we need to get on board with the letting and the uh, uh, allowing Um, you don't want to this world's deceptive we don't want to have that deception within the local body Uh, We don't want to fake appreciation or fake gratefulness. The pastor's appreciation day should be on the calendar if you really appreciate the pastor. (laughs) It shouldn't be, well, we've just always done this for 20 years and we really can't stand the guy anymore. But you know what? It's May 15th and it's pastor appreciation day. It shouldn't be that way. Okay. It should should honestly be, look, we're just thankful that we have leadership, elders, a pastor, deacons, we're just thankful that we have leadership that labors in the Word. And I'll tell you, the pastors I know, the church leaders that I know in other local churches, they're, they're good with just that. Man, we get the allowance to labor in the Word. And that's something to think about. Um, if there has been any if there's been anybody within the local body that has more opportunity for mess- ups and mishaps and mistakes it's the preacher <laughs> he has to by his gift within the body speak two three four times a week and then he has to by the nature of his gift within the body and his role within the body advise and counsel within all within the scope of all of that there's going to be mistakes and so we we have to give an allowance and let them rule well but also we've got to give an allowance and let them look If you got a guy that's been laboring for three or four or five years and he makes a mistake help him get through it don't kick him while he's down he did a lot of good stuff (laughs) don't overlook the one mistake because of the good stuff but be willing to help be thankful that he didn't make a hundred (laughs) mistakes and and that's a good that's a good thing to, to think about and Do you know how many... Young people, you're going to be hit with this in your life growing up. Do you know how many... If if you're over 40 tonight, this probably doesn't affect you as much as it did maybe when you were a teen or 20 or 30. But do you know how many heroes the world has? A lot of heroes. And you know how they pay them honor? With... Wearing shirts that have their name on the back. You know how they pay them honor? By buying all of their... I was starting to say albums. Nobody buys albums anymore. I had a, I had a record album collection. That's way, way gone. By buy, I, I, Do they even buy stuff anymore? You just... By downloading all their music. <laughs> there it is. By watching all of their movies. By knowing all of the things in their life. And you know what happens when they make a a mistake? They still honor them. (laughs) They still follow after them. The world honors their leaders and their heroes more than the church honors their church leaders. How many of you can give me some statistics about the missionaries that we support on that board out there? Compared to the fill-in-the-blank hero of the world that you know all about. God's saying within the church, there should be double honor to the church leaders. You should be wanting to pay them respect more then you would pay somebody out in the world. Those days are gone. (laughs) They're absolutely gone. The 40s and the 50s, the preacher was respected. Now, in 2024, the only way that a preacher is respected, if he wears some cut-off shorts in the summer, some ripped jeans in the winter, and has a really nice, cool kind of spiked haircut, and he just kind of is real relatable guy. This world don't want a preacher; they want um, you know the daddy that they never had. They want uh, uh, the fun uncle to hang out with them and and go bowling all the time with them, and kind of sit on a stool and relate and share. And if you're not doing that, they could care less about you. Oh, you labor in the word? <laughs> what do we need the word for? Uh, it's cuz it's from god well let's go to 1st Thessalonians we'll get off that and get on to something a little more enjoyable it just wears me out how people in this world get honored and it's lacking in our churches 1 Thessalonians 5. Look at verse number 12. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse number 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. That means to warn and to instruct and direct. And so, young people... That's my job. And when you become a teenager and you go home on the car ride home, you say to your parents, well, I think the preacher's a little mean. I think the preacher's a little over top on that. That's my job, to instruct and to warn and to direct because I love you and I want the best for you and for your family. And if you're consumed with your movie star hero or your rock and roll star hero or your sports hero all week and, you, and, 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 you, and you're trying to emulate them, then of course when you hear Bible preaching and teaching, you're going to say, well, I don't like that. They don't care what happens to your family. The basketball hero, they don't care about your family or what happens to them. But your preacher and your church leaders do. And they have been given a command to admonish and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among you. Um, You don't want to be Nobody wants to be in a relationship where as soon as the other person says something that you disagree with, that you're gone. Uh, And young people, look up here for a second so you can get the full effect of of this setting here. You may not think that you want to get married now, but that's going to change in a few years. And you may think that your future spouse is just going to love you and agree with, and and just be in love and agree with all of your ideas that you want to do. But that just ain't going to happen. It's not. You're not that cool. You're not that spiritual. You're not that right. Nobody is. Nobody is. And so when you get married, if, if, if it was based on one spouse having to agree with the other spouse on every single thing, the relationship would be over very quickly. And sadly, that's the road that American culture is going down. Irreconcilable differences. It's just another way of, it's a nicer way of saying two selfish people that are living for themselves. And you know what you're going to have to deal with with me? Me saying something that you don't agree with. You know what I'm going to have to deal with with you? The same thing. But the command for church leaders is to labor where? In the Word. In the Word. If I take what you say and you take what I say and we filter it through the Word, We should should have more of a love for the Word. And the Word tells us, let's get along. Let's get along. And if the preacher says something that rubs you the wrong way, if it's from the Bible, then you needed the rub. (laughs) And if you say something to me that rubs me the wrong way and it's from the Bible, you know what I needed? The rub. (laughs) Okay? Okay. All right. Labor in the word. First Timothy 5, especially they that labor in the word. Um, go to Second Timothy chapter 2. I want to look at something there. Second Timothy chapter 2. The idea of having church leaders is not to have a motivational speaker or a self-help guru. It's somebody that's supposed to teach you the word. And if you're hungry, what are you hungry for? You wake up in the morning, you ever have this happen to you? And you just have a craving for this cereal, but it ain't on your shelf. You got to go out and buy it. And you just got, man, I just. For some reason, I'm just hungry for this Honey Nut nut Cheerios, you know. But there ain't Honey Nut Cheerios on the shelf. It's the regular plain stuff without all the sugar added. And if you're hungry for the Honey Nut Cheerios, and all they have is the plain dry stuff, you're going to have a miserable breakfast. You ain't going to enjoy it. If you're hungry for attention, if I'm hungry, if we are hungry for attention, this is about me, then this church probably isn't going to work out for you or for anyone that would come in. But, if you and I are hungry for the Word, then this is the perfect church for us. It's what are you hungry for? Because if you're not hungry for the word and you're just hungry for, I, this has to be about me, then it's going to be the guy that's miserable at breakfast because he's got the plain Cheerios and he really wants the honey nut Cheerios. Well, I'll tell you, all that sugar on the Cheerios ain't that good for you. And you get too much sugar in your diet, you are gonna get a sweet tooth and you're going to miss out on some really good nutrition I'm trying to give that analogy to say, hey, what are are you really hungry for? It should be the Word of God. Watch what it says in 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2, verse number 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the the same commit thou to faithful men, You shall be able to teach others also. Faithfulness should be honored. 1 Timothy 5 is talking about church leadership, the elders that rule well. The ministry is a sacrifice. Uh, That sacrifice should be, God says, that sacrifice should be honored. Many pastors, many pastors could do something out in the world And make a very good living at it. I know many that could do that. But they're sacrificing that to labor in the word. But a lot of times the way that it plays out, church leaders nowadays aren't getting double honor. They're just getting double criticism. You sign up for more criticism. This isn't, we're not going down the road, it's the man of God and he can never be wrong and never rebuked or corrected. No, that's why God has leaders in place. You know, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 5, let the elders. A church grows spiritually and a church becomes healthier when there are more leaders in place. That's why you see elders, Plural. That's what we want. That's what we want. But faithfulness should be honored. Um, And it really is the duty of the church to do its best to keep the preacher from living in under poverty conditions. Now I understand we live in an American culture that just you can sign up to be a career preacher. If you go to the right school, and you say the right things, and you check off the right boxes, you probably could get hired at a variety of different religious institutions. And I know many preachers, if they were called to preach, they could get hired at a lot of places if they checked off the box. Don't say this, don't do that, don't mention this. Make sure this, make sure that. Okay, sign and we'll hire you on. And you know why they're not doing it? Because they're not going to sell their soul on truth to do it. They're They're not hirelings. And these true men really, God's trying to teach us, they should be afforded the basic necessities of life why let's go back to first timothy 5 we'll look at the next verse first timothy 5 and we'll also need deuteronomy 25 first timothy 5 and deuteronomy 25 paul goes back to the old testament scriptures in first timothy 5 verse number 18 He gives the reason for verse 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Well, why? Okay, well, here's why. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Now, where did Paul get that? Well, he got it from Deuteronomy, which I asked you to turn to. So let's go there. I trust you have your spot. Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verse number four, we see the cross reference. It says, thou shalt not muzzle the ox when he treadeth out the corn. Now, ox were driven over reaped corn. And their feet or the implement they dragged behind them would would separate the grain and the chaff that's why they used an ox we have tractors nowadays (laughs) but they would use that ox and what heathen people would do is they would put a muzzle over the mouth of the ox and if they had a slave that was working for them, they did the same thing. Why? Because they didn't want them eating their crop. That's why. And you know what God said to his people, the nation? Don't you dare do that. You've got an ox that's working for you, and you're getting, you're getting grain from that ox. You're getting corn from that ox. If he's a little hungry now and then, let him go down and eat some. (laughs) And you know what Paul's telling the New Testament church? I sure do hope you don't treat your Old Testament ox better than you treat your New Testament preacher or elder or church leader. He's laboring in the word. He's getting worn out. He's hitting criticism left and right. Things aren't really going so well for his health now because of the stress levels being so high. Can he, can, he, can he kind of treat him kind of like the ox? If he gets a little hungry now and then, can you let him eat a little bit? Paul's saying, give him his basic necessities. Take care of your church leaders. It's the New Testament church's job to do that. I'm not talking about the deliverance guys and the, the faith, um, the word of faith guys that are driving around Bentleys and, you know, stealing money from God's people. Whole other sermon. We'll deal with that at a later time. That's not what Paul's dealing with in 1 Timothy 5 at all. Paul's saying, in the Old Testament, God said, If an ox got hungry, you feed him. If a slave got hungry, you feed him. And God said they should share in the bounty that God provides. You know why? Because if it wasn't for the ox, we wouldn't have any corn to eat. And if it wasn't for the pastor, the elders, the deacons, if it wasn't for the church leaders, we wouldn't have the Word of God to feed on. Those church leaders are feeding God's people God's Word. Let them eat a little bit. Let them eat a little. Go to Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12, verse number 10. The Bible says, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. It'd be cruel to treat your pet or your livestock, your ox, the way that that God forbids in Deuteronomy. God says a righteous man takes care of his animals. And God wants us to be considerate to the beasts that He has given us. The example is, we touched on it already. How much more then should double honor be paid to those that labor in the Word? All right, first Corinthians nine. Let's go back to the New Testament. First Corinthians chapter number nine. 1 Corinthians nine. Verse Number six, First Corinthians nine, verse number, number six. Watch what the Bible says. First Corinthians nine, six, or I only and Barnabas have not we power to forbear working. Watch this. Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? Our military, I'm not going to go down that road. If if Biden leads us into a war and there's some men that get drafted and enlisted into Biden's army, you know who's going to pay for your boots and your M-16 and the tank that you're going to drive? The military is. They are going to pay you. They're not going to say you enlist and you buy all your own stuff. Now, wait, I need to back up. Who knows what's going to happen with this country and this military at this point. But, but that's, uh, put that plate over there. For the most part, if you were to enlist in the military, the military provides for all of your needs. And it says in verse number 7, Who goeth warfare any time at his own charges you know why they pay for your charges (laughs) because they want you to fight for them they want men so they're going to say hey you come fight for us we'll take care of you except they really don't take care of you but anyway then it says who planted the vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof now does anybody have a garden do you think you should be able to eat the food that you grew yeah you should Or who feedeth the flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? Same idea. If you own the vineyard, if you own the livestock, they're yours to eat. You should be able to eat them. Now, if we have a roof, uh, if we have a leaking roof, I want to call a highly trained roofer to fix the roof. If we have a pipe that bursts, if something bursts at your house, you want to call a plumber that is trained and can get the job done. If you're, getting, um, if you're getting bullied or beat up, if your kid's getting bullied or beat up, you know what you want? You want to hire a highly trained self-defense instructor. And when, when if that self-defense instructor would go to a fight and... The fight lasts six minutes. Nobody says, that guy, he only worked for six minutes. I mean, that's all he did. He only showed up for not even a half a day. He only, he only showed up for six minutes, and he got paid thousands of dollars. Yeah, you know why it lasts six minutes? Because he's really good. (laughs) And you know why it lasts six minutes? Because he was putting 6,000 hours of training in the week before, the month before, the year before. But somehow we get to church life and it says, well, you know, the preacher, he gave a 20-minute pep talk and he don't really work. No, the reason why the sermon was good is because he labored in the Word all week and all month and all year. And if if a family has trouble or there's a situation that's going on or someone has a question, they need some answers, they need some advice, they need some counsel, you know who's there? The highly trained plumber for the leak. The highly trained roofer for that leak. And the highly trained church leader for that spiritual leak. So, the double honor is for those that labor in the word. And church members may see something happen on a midweek or or a Sunday morning, but there's a lot that went into that prior. The same with any career. Do you know why when you're When your pipe bursts, you panic. When the plumber comes, he's as cool as a cucumber. He knows what to do, he fixed the problem, he gets his money and he goes on to the next job. And he does it quick, why? Because he knows what he's doing. But he's been putting thousands of hours in to get to that place. And I'm happy to pay a good plumber. And so are you, when you have a problem. And God's saying, look, in the church, let's have that idea with our church leaders. We should, if they're enlisted in God's army, who go with a warfare anytime at his own charges, we should take care of our church leaders. That's what the New Testament... Biblical principle is He's enlisted in spiritual warfare. But the Bible says, Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also? Huh? What's the law say? Verse 9, for it is written in the law of Moses. Here it goes Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for the for oxen? Or saith he, all together for our sakes. For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope. He that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, it is a great thing if we reap your carnal things. If you... You, If you're out working in the world and the church leaders are laboring in the Word, spiritual things, and you come in on a Sunday and you get fed spiritual things, what God's saying is reciprocate that back with the carnal things. The church leaders can't do what they do without the carnal things. And you can't work out in the world and labor the way God would have you as a Christian man out laboring for your family under Christian principles. It works together. We're ministering to each other. Matter of fact, Ephesians 4 shows us that. Go to Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians 4, verse number 11. Ephesians 4, 11. You'll notice the word some come up. That's because the emphasis is on not everybody has the same gifts. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The idea is for the benefit of the entire body. My gift benefits you. Your gift benefits me. It's My labor allows you to labor. Your labor allows me to labor. And that's the idea. It's the ministering of the saints. It's the edification of the saints. You should be able to come here and be edified. But I also and any other church leaders also should be able to come in and be edified. It's not just, well, the pastor is supposed to edify us. No it's reciprocal it works it's a two lane highway that's the idea so first Timothy 5:18 we'll finish with this thought and the laborer <coughs> excuse me is worthy of his reward labor is worthy of his reward we'll do two new testament passages and then we'll wrap up back in Deuteronomy where we went before Uh, on the same thought here go to Luke 10 Luke 10 and get Matthew 10 Luke 10 and Matthew 10 Luke chapter 10 look at verse number 7 Luke 10 verse number 7. In the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. See that quoted right there in Luke chapter 10. When you go to a restaurant, what you eat is what you pay for it. You go out to eat, your diet is your debt. Why? Because the laborer is worthy of their hire. You're going to go out to eat it, uh, and the server's gonna come give you food, and they're gonna give you, they're gonna they're gonna put the check on the table and say, you just slip it back. Oh no, thanks, thanks for the food. You wouldn't do that. Your diet's your debt. And if you're gonna buy some food at a restaurant, you pay for it. And we understand that so simply in the world. The laborer is worthy of his hire. Go to Matthew chapter 10. We see the same cross reference. Matthew 10, verse number 10. Uh, Nor strip for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes nor yet staves, here it is, for the workman is worthy of his meat. We go to work. At the end of that work week, what do we get? Paid. The workman is worthy of his meat. Would you dare think of hiring somebody to do a job for you and At the end of that job, not paying that person. You wouldn't do that. Would you? (laughs) The workman is worthy of his meat. And God's trying to make this clear uh, in, in the New Testament for his church leaders. All right, go to Deuteronomy 24 and we'll finish there. Deuteronomy 24. Deuteronomy 24. Look at verse 14. Deuteronomy 24, verse 14. Bible says, "Thou shalt not oppress an hired servant that is poor and needy, whether it be of thy brother or of thy strangers that are in thy land within." Thy gates. It's kind of common sense. You got a laborer, you have a workman, or you have a hired servant. What's the theme throughout all of that? They're worthy. Pay, pay them. This is a difficult message for preachers to deliver, and people say, "Well, is there something wrong?" No, there's nothing wrong. There's no, <laughs> like, you. you a preacher delivers a message like this. You think, well, does he does he want does he want money? Does he? No, no, that's not it. We're at the verses, and so we need to teach those verses. That's all it is. That's all it is. But God's trying to get us this this last perspective before we close out. Out in the world, you can have an unrighteous boss who isn't saved and hates God, and can t- and can treat his employees horribly underpay them not take care of them and that happens out in the world all the time god's trying to teach his church we can't go and fix that so if that's happening out there it's not my job or our job as a church to show up at whatever company it is and say do you know that the bible says that you should they don't care what the bible says but our job is to make sure if that's happening out there god says look don't allow it to happen in my house with my people. There's a bigger principle we should all, if we have needs, we should take care of each other. We should. That's the biblical principle. If a brother has a need, you know the pastor, the elder, the deacon, you know they're they're brothers in Christ too. <laughs> they're a brother. And they're worthy, and God's warning the church, "Hey, don't be like that world." Don't be like that world. You got somebody laboring the word, they're worthy of double honor.